Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you could experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is Pushed Down and Raised Up. Don't give up. He is your resurrection. There is always a resurrection. There forever will be a resurrection. When Jesus died, it was three days that his disciples felt pushed down. There may be three days, but on the third day, there's a rising and a revealing. The disciples thought everything was lost. You know, in Mark 16, it says Jesus even upbraided them for not believing what others told them because those three days has pushed them down so much that they couldn't even hear what was being said to them. It says in verse 12, afterward, he appeared unto the 11 as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. See, others had seen him and they spoke of him. And those three days, they felt so pushed down that they couldn't even grasp what others were saying. Well, Jesus then said in verse 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. See, he revealed himself. He revealed his resurrection to them. The unbelief and the hardness of heart and the challenges that tried to define them didn't stop Jesus from revealing himself to them. And after he revealed himself to them and they experienced the resurrection in their midst, he said, go ye into, go forth, get up, rise up, go forth, speak my word, bring it to every creature. You know, there is an every creature in your life. As you embrace and experience his resurrection, those things that are pushing you down and he raises you up, you could come forth with the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of his word, the testimony of your life, the testimony of Jesus in you. You know, the word of God tells us that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we bring forth the word and the message of the Lord. You know, here people were bringing forth this message in that pressed down time, that pushed down time, and others didn't even seem like they heard. They were sitting at a table. It was his disciples, and and they had been with him and walked with him. They had experienced his life, but here they were sitting at a table because they were so pushed down, abraded because of unbelief and hardness of heart, and they couldn't even hear those who were sent. Well, Jesus then revealed himself. Never ever judge the situation that those who are there listening may not be hearing because it's Jesus who reveals himself. Our job here, according to Mark 16, is going in saying the things he's told us to say, doing the things he's told us to do. But it is his responsibility to reveal the resurrection, to lift up, to bring forth. See, in our rising, there's a going forth and a coming out and a moving forward. As people are pushed down and the resurrection and life comes forth, he brings us out. There is that coming out. There is that moving forward. There is that rising up. There is that going forth. You know, during the trial of Jesus, Peter felt pushed down. Yet Jesus had already prayed for him. He met Peter before the circumstance even happened. 
In Luke 22:32, it says this, Jesus said, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. See that word converted there means to love wisdom and righteousness. When you can hear me, when you love that wisdom and righteousness, when you embrace my word, you embrace it, that conversion happens. And it says there that word converted means to turn oneself about, turn back, come back, come forth, embrace. And Jesus said here, you're pressed down, you're pushed down, but I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. See, in our circumstances, our faith is not failing. You know, Jesus has prayed for each of us just as he's prayed for for Peter. Peter's faith didn't fail. Jesus said, you're going to deny me, but I prayed for you. He has prayed for us. So when you feel pushed down, it doesn't mean your faith is lost. Faith is there when circumstances try to take away the uh, impression of it or tries to uh, cause you to turn from it. No, faith is there. And when circumstances push you down, resurrection is lifting you up. Faith is there when challenges press against you, your thoughts, your emotions, your perspectives, because faith is his gift. He has authored our faith. He has prayed for us. He has prayed for our faith. That is part of his gift. He he died on the cross. He rose from the dead. And part of that resurrection power is faith rising in you when you feel pushed down. See, when you feel pushed down, his word has already been tried and remains true. He's already brought it forth. He's already settled it. His word doesn't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. You know, don't let your circumstances define his word. Let his word define your victory. Let his word define your victory. Mercy rings where challenges. Mercy shines in conflict. Mercy is given when you are pushed down. See, love resurrects. Love always resurrects. Love is divine. In Romans 8, 37 through 39, it says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is resurrection love. That is love that lifts up. Nothing can separate us from his love. His love is the power of his resurrection, the power of his sacrifice, what he's given and what he has accomplished and what he has achieved that he's given to us. In Colossians chapter two, one through three, it says this, for I would that ye knew that what great conflict I have for you and for them that are in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. There was conflict here, a pressing down. But he says that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, being knit together in this love of God, the power of resurrection, the power of love. Love is power. Love is resurrection. Love is who he is. And it says, and unto all riches of the fullness of understanding. You may not understand now. But there are the riches of the full assurance of understanding. When that happens, that is okay. It doesn't have to be at this moment because he will bring the full assurance of understanding because that's what love does. And we're knit together in him, in his love. And it goes on to say in this scripture, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. 
in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Everything is hid in him. Every answer. You can look at any situation, any circumstances, and Jesus is the answer. His truth is the answer. And it is bringing to us a full assurance of understanding. You may not know it now, but don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will bring the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the absolute revealing of what and how and why and where. But your position is that you could see that he is the resurrection and the life. You know, we find he is the answer and we find he is the wisdom of all ages. And he reveals his mystery in his time, in his way, in his certainty. The conflict doesn't define who he is and the conflict doesn't define your faith and the conflict doesn't define who you are. See, your faith rests in him. He's the author of your faith. Your faith rests in what he's promised and what he said and his word and what he absolutely declares that his truth is. And that conflict is not defining the truth. It's not defining absolutely what he has said. No, no, we have the victory in him. He is our victory. And in all that he is, the word defines our victory. You know, we find he is absolutely everything that he has promised to be. And we find he, again, is the answer. And we find he is the wisdom of all ages. And he reveals that mystery. Again, I share with you, in his time, in his way, in his certainty, we are who he says we are. We have what he says we have. And we can do what he says we can do. You know, any conflict, anything that's pushing us down, it doesn't define the word of God. The word of God says we are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. It doesn't define the blessing. It doesn't define the truth. Never let your disappointments define truth. His truth is defined by what he has said, what he has accomplished, and what he has promised. And we can embrace that. Jesus and his resurrection was there to lift the disciples. And he is there in his resurrection to you in every circumstance to lift you. Resurrection isn't something he just did. It is who he is. You know, he told Mary when Lazarus had died, I am the resurrection and the life. And in me, you find that resurrection and life. See, death doesn't define resurrection. He said he is the victory over death. His word is life. His word is resurrection. His word resurrects you out of discouragement, grief, disappointment, condemnation, hurt, disadvantage, judgment, any and all things. His word resurrects you. His life resurrects you. His power of resurrection resurrects you. In Ephesians, it says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead quickens us, quickens every part of us, our mortal bodies, our emotions, our mind, our wills, our spirit. He resurrects us out of these things because he is life and his word is life. His word authors everything. His love carries. His hope establishes. His faith invites. His mercy embraces. His life imparts. His character builds. His character builds us up in every way. His power empowers us. His grace sustains us, upholds us, and removes everything away. 
the amazing power of grace. His grace is sufficient. His grace embraces and brings us the unmerited favor of God and lifts us up above and empowers us to be raised up in that resurrection. See, he fills every void. He heals every hurt. He restores our soul. He upholds our emotion. He gives freedom to our will and renews our mind. When you are pressed and pushed down, you are not forsaken. When you have lost, he is what fills the breach. He sins. He speaks. He knows. He's calling each of us by name to come forth. Those things that have wrapped themselves around you, he removes just by calling your name and declaring, I am the resurrection and the life. See, in John 11, verses 20 through 44, there was a story of Mary and Martha and Lazarus being pushed down. You know, Martha ran to tell him, you know, you weren't here. She felt so pushed down. She's like, where were you? And Mary sat in her home in grief. And then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, you know, she, you know, ran and met him. And again, what I said, she said, when she got there, you weren't here. If you'd only been here, my brother wouldn't be dead. And Mary just sat in her house. She didn't even run. She didn't even know he was there. It says in verse 21 that Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, my brother had not died. But I know that now, here's that faith rising up. Whatsoever you ask of God, God will give it to thee. Well, Jesus answered her and he said, your brother's going to rise again. Well, Martha didn't grasp it. She said, well, I know that he's going to rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Well, Jesus wanted to speak clear understanding to her. He wanted her to come to understand that she was misunderstanding what he was saying. He said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believe in me shall never die. Believe you this? Well, Mary was saying, I believe, but she wasn't getting it all. She didn't get what he was saying. And she said, well, yes, Lord, in verse 27, I believe you're the Christ, the son of God, which would come into the world. I, I believe in you. But he's saying, there's more. I want you to understand. I'm the resurrection. I'm going to lift you up in this circumstance. When you feel pushed down, I'm going to raise you up. And when she said this, it says she went on her way. And Jesus was left there, coming still. And, and Mary, she ran to Mary, her sister. And she said, the master's come and he calls for you. And as soon as Mary heard this, she rose quickly and she went to him. What well, says when they came, he wasn't even there at their home yet. It says, you know, Jesus had not come to their town. He, he wasn't even at their town, but was in the place where Martha met him. So they, Martha had ran clear out of her town to get to Jesus because she heard he was coming to tell him, Wow, if you'd been here, this wouldn't have happened. Well, Jesus had another plan. You know, we can arise when we hear. Faith comes by hearing. And he was working his resurrection for Mary. And he was working his resurrection for Martha. He was working his resurrection for Lazarus. And in those very moments, he hadn't even arrived yet. But he said, here I am. I am here. Follow my rising. Follow all that I am. Hear me. I am your resurrection. I am your life. I am the one that turns it around. Follow his rising. We can follow his resurrection and his life. Mary, even in this rising, 
she had not come to understand what the resurrection and life was getting ready to do. And it says, then when Mary was come, when Jesus was there, she saw him, she fell down at his feet. And she said, Lord, if you'd just been here, my brother wouldn't have died. I feel so pushed down. I feel so upset you weren't here. And he's saying, I am here. I am the resurrection. I am here. It says there in verse 33 that he began to groan in the spirit and he was troubled. Well, see that word groan is embremeomai. It means to be very angry and to be moved with indignation. He wasn't angry at Mary and Martha. It means to be charged with earnest admonition and sternly charged and threatening to enjoin. Well, let's look at what that word means. See, this makes me think of when He went to the temple and he turned the tables. His righteous indignation against what had pushed Mary and Martha down, what pushed them under, what brought this indignation was death and and how it had put them underneath. And he doesn't want us underneath because he's promised that we are above. He was rising up and enjoining against the challenge, against what was taking place, pushing them down. And in his love, he rose to the occasion and he brought life. He enjoined against the situation. He, that word enjoin means to instruct or urge someone to do something. He was urged to rise in that resurrection of who he is, that life of who he is. And this word enjoin means to prohibit someone from performing a particular action by issuing an injunction. He was bringing an injunction against death. He was bringing an injunction against sin. He was bringing an injunction against unbelief. He was bringing an injunction against everything that presses us down, that pushes us down. He was prohibiting them to be pushed down and he was raising them up. In verse 34, it says, he said, where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And here's where Jesus wept. And they, when he came, he said again, he was groaning. He was, he was coming against the grave, the stone that was laid there. And he said, take the stone away. You know, he is removing every stone, everything that's pressed us down. When he rose from the dead, the stone was rolled away. And here he was bringing that same example that the stone was being rolled away for Martha, for Mary, for Lazarus. He's rolled the stones away for us. And Jesus is saying, take away the stone. Look to me. That stone has to go. You know, Martha said, no, he's dead. He's been dead for four days. You know, in the tradition there, in the teachings, they believed that the spirit of a man stayed with their body for three days. In that time, when Jesus came on that fourth day, it was clearly evident that the spirit of this man was gone to everyone that was there. And so she's saying, he's been dead for four days. How can you even bring this forth right now? How can you even say such a thing? And Jesus wanted to show that he was life. He was resurrection. That Lazarus didn't even have to be hovering there as they believed. Nope, he was bringing him forth. He said to her, didn't I say to you, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. See that resurrection power in your life, that resurrection of his goodness, that resurrection of his blessing, that resurrection power of love, that resurrection of all that he is, the power of the gospel lifting us up that we are not pushed down is the glory of God. He wants us to see 
the glory of God. It says in 40, verse 41, they took away the stone. In verse 43, he said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And in verse 44, it says, he came forth and he said, loose him and let him go. Take off all those grave clothes. Undo what has bound his face, what is preventing him to see. He came forth with a mighty power of the resurrection and life, who is Jesus. He has promised us that. He's promised us that in every way. You know, in Matthew 27, verse 51 through 53, it says, Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in two from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and rocks were rent. This is when Jesus died on the cross. At the very moment, this veil was torn. And it says in verse 42, The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Verse 33, it says, And came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Here in this moment, the veils rent from the top to the bottom. The earth is quaking. The rocks are rent and graves are opened. And in three days, they come up out of the grave with him in his resurrection. And they went about the holy city and appeared. There were hundreds of people raised with him. He has promised to lift us up in his resurrection and life. He has revealed his life power. He has put his life power, his resurrection power on display. People have felt it and lived it and experienced it. We can experience it and feel it and live it. Life is ours. Resurrection is ours. You may feel pushed down, but he raises up. We are not left hopeless. We are not left alone. In Isaiah 38, 19 through 20, it says this, The living, the living, he shall praise thee. As I do this day, the father to the children shall make known thy truth. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we sing my songs to the, with stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. See, we are the living and we will praise him. He has brought life. He has brought blessing. He has given us the resurrection. We are always the living. Death has no sting. We are always raised in him. Sin has no victory. We are always above. Circumstances cannot hold us down. He is the inevitable life. His resurrection and life was and is always certain to happen. It is unavoidable. We have the life of God. He has come to us. He has given us life and life abundantly. In Acts 2.28, it says, Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. He's making known to us his resurrection power. We may not understand things that are going on, but he has made full the joy of his countenance, the joy of the Lord, the joy of his presence. He has made full joy in us with his countenance. We have not lost anything or anyone. Our answers are in him. We just need to commit to Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear and reverence the Lord and depart from evil. Turn away from unbelief. Turn away from those challenges and those pressures and what's pushed down and keep your understanding 
on him. Keep your eyes on him. Trust in him with all your heart. His word does not lie. His word always prevails. We find he is the answer. Again, we find he is the wisdom of all ages. He reveals his mystery in his time, in his way, in his certainty. And the conflict doesn't define who he is. And it doesn't define who you are. Because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And he is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the wisdom of God brought forth to us in every way. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, revealing his truth, embracing us in his love, and empowering us with resurrection and life. Lord, I thank you that every person that has heard this podcast is touched by your resurrection power in your life, that you have revealed your life, your power, your resurrection to each one of us, that you have put life power in our lives and resurrection power on display, and we feel it, live it, and embrace it and experience it because you have promised us life is ours, resurrection is ours, and we have been lifted up. We are not left hopeless. We are not left alone, and we are the living, the living that shall praise you, and we thank you that you are our God and that we have embraced all that you are and that you have made known to us the ways of life that you shall make our joy full with your countenance with your blessing with your promise with your life with who you are with your truth in jesus name amen pastor kim is not only a screenwriter director and producer she writes children's books and other publications if you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.